0: Several weeks where we just saw this overflowing, this mercy of God and the blessings of God. Wow. And the truth of that is, as we said last week, every Sunday is Easter Sunday. Right? It is a celebration of the glorious resurrection of our Lord and the fact that he finished our redemption. Of well, that praise we just said, oh, I'm and thank you for joining our online family. We love you. And you hear people all the time. That's very intriguing. great right? People all over. Stay tuned here. Listen, you're going to love this message. So, go there and get the so food now. Stick around. That's part of the message. Especially those of you who are in the standing show Really about them <laughs> well, we are going to begin now and resume our pivoting to rural, the world's greatest sermon. my more of the Lord Jesus' So, this great depth is known as the Sermon on the Mount. It was preached hillside there, looking the sea. Jesus freaks the most amazing fact. If you were to take just the topic, uh, it really, uh, in my mind, it goes all over the ground. So it's just the topic. So if you were to take that message, write it in a modern day language. Don't tell anybody where you've got the do it. Just keep writing it, paraphrasing it, putting it all in modern vernacular. Folks, you could sell that. It would be a best seller. and I mean, it changes families, lives, kids. People say, how did you think of such a It really was And uh, you could, I mean, just think about it—it It is the most amazing thing ever. Now, today, we're going to talk about prayer. Jesus was teaching to his disciples. He there were others that got in on the day of disciples that took time in the middle of the day. You hear that? That sounds pretty good. In the middle of the day, when Jesus stopped, a couple people gathered and it said, we got time to listen to some preaching here. we got some time to spend in prayer. we got some time to think about what the Lord's name so this large group of citizens joined with his disciples. He was early in the earthly ministry of our Lord. He was still a uh, unknown, but his teaching was already caused quite a stir because that was so tender cultural for religious, fake religious, teachers of today. Many people had, it was just a most strange experience people didn't pray for that, but sometimes people pray to idols, sometimes they pray to relatives that have gone on, they pray to whoever, and the Pharisees, which is phenomenal in religious people, also the Sadducees, Jesus, political groups as well, they all have their own prayer, ways. It left most of the people feeling rather shallow, and biased, and almost hateful something. But when Jesus spoke, there was something neatly powerful about his craft of how to communicate something Jesus followed with. It is very clear, very clear to all of us that this man had a great heart heaven. So, okay, Jesus gets out in front of them. He says, Would you like to sit in with God? Which yes, I do. He says, Well, I'm going to tell you six, six specific things that if you will add to your prayer life, if you will transform it, then you will get answers to prayers that you have never thought of. So, as we approach this part of the Sermon on Town, it is known as the Lord's Prayer. It is not meant to be especially recited, although it's not meant to be known It is really meant as a template to lay over the things that we're talking to God about and playing things and communicating to God in a way that He would like to hear. You know, if you're to talk to value you 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 your life. If you, you want to talk to your husband, they'll be feeding first. I didn't even you If you want to talk to your boss, you just wait for that moment. I mean, anybody that's smart knows that there are ways and times that you speak, ways and times you don't. The same thing is true of God. I mean, Willy nilly, going out to God is not for that. Jesus said, I'm going to tell you a way, principles about prayer, and prayer, that if you will do, you cannot imagine all the prayers that you have seeing in So, everything you needed to know about prayer will be covered this week and next week. six amazing Principle. This is the prayer of the lifetime. Now, I will tell you that in reality, talking about prayer and standing prayer is confusing, and sadly, a pastor good. Consider Larry. Larry went to a revival, and he listened very intently as he to the church. After a while, the preacher asked anyone with any need to come forward do the church. So Larry gets in line. When it was his turn that Christy Phil's preacher asked Larry, what would you like me to pray for you about? Larry said, I need a place for my hearing. The preacher puts one finger in Larry's ear, the place of the other on top of his head. and He was he so after a short amount of time, he stands back and he says, Larry, how's your hearing now? Larry says, I don't know, never getting to that And then I hope your hearing is okay, whether it's next Wednesday or whether it's just got a hearing today. Today, you need to listen. This is an important session. Now, Father, I thank you for giving us ears to hear. Lord, help us to hear the truth about It's so, Lord, I can say a whole lot of words. But really all the communication something So as I prayed all week, yesterday, today, and earth, I for you. to communicate how or this, Group, Now let's look deep the Lord's soul. Now, in reality, the acting title would be the Title because. A disciple, but who is a committed follower, that's who Jesus really speaks. He was saying, if you don't want to be a real disciple of the Lord, hear our prayers so that you need to do. We're going to read verses cutting, We're going to do it publicly. The Bible says that we are to read scripture publicly. We're going to follow the Bible. We're reading out of the King James Version of simplicity Accuracy. So let's read verses 9 and 13 together, Let's read it uh, one, five. Ready it begin. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I came and come. I will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors lead us God into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The side the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now Jesus gave these amazing gifts, not so that we would all some things, but I And I cite these words, like all of candles, even the But what he's trying to tell us is the exact opposite of saying that life has been written or rose with you as a little thing. I want you to get the principle of the intelligence. Because you'll notice in the very first phrase there in verse number 10, he didn't say the phrase is He very specifically said, after this, this is the style. You know, sometimes at the end of our message, I will tell you about the sinner's prayer. And I will say it's not the exact word, it's the man, it's the that what you're trying to get across to God. That's what Jesus is saying to you. He is saying that you ought to pray like this. He's not trying to get them to have a replacement for the sinner, but a referendum of it. Truth be told, very few of us have learned how to pray I think if any of us were to be honest, you could be a a year, or two years, some cases, decades, and you know might admit the fact that, honestly, I don't really feel like I have to relate to this offering. Morning, you are going to learn something that prayer is the most powerful. Weapon that's ever been developed. We're so focused on all these cannons and all these great weapons that are so help people open. What we're doing here, what we do in that first closet is so powerful, I don't think we have understood the full impact of what prayer can do. Prayer is done God's way, it's the right way. It to with the, the interesting about God. There are three principles of prayer. Here we see the first two verses, which is We find the principle about God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will. Robert Law has said this, prayer is a praise. not for getting men's will done, but getting God's will done on earth. We have no right to ask for anything that will dishonor His name, delay His kingdom, or disturb His will on earth. Now so you may remember two weeks ago, we talked about that little phrase, our Father. So we spent an entire message on the power of the absurdity of God, knowing that He is our heavenly Father changes everything. Because then prayer, prayer becomes really, a sense, a family discussion. How is your relationship with your We live in a worldwide faith of belief of every walk of life, every color of skin, every name, which you name. God's people are God, everywhere. And so when our relationship with our Heavenly Father is good, it will create the to this own prayer. And then we begin with three requests of God about Him. praising Him, honoring Him. And then the second three requests really about our people. Because once we get our relationship with God settled, well, then like Abraham, we get a blessing so that we can feel and That's really what it's all about. My life is not just getting healthy. It's getting healthy so I can be a blessing. It's not just... Having joy, but having joy so I can be a blessing. It's not just having financial security just because, it's so that I can be a blessing. My life is about extending the kingdom of God that begins with first focusing on the it. Lord. It's a pattern the system God first, then go to yourself. That's what you should Joy, Jesus, J, others, that's the way to sell children. You put up, ye the first, other second, our self-life, that's when the joy comes. The 10 commandments are kind of like that. The first four commandments, do you to the second six, is the Jesus, the Lord, In fact, even Jesus referred to that later in this same chapter, chapter six, but the verse 33. Matthew six thirty-three, let's see, he first, the kingdom of God. So the first set of we're to read about God. we're going to speak God for his righteousness, then things are as uh hard to do? Yes, it is. Doesn't sound like an offer, though. I think what it looks what he said. if one hurts, give yourself to the Lord. All others give it. That's uh all right. Repetition for God. Let's go through this. It's a long truth here, so I hope we'll get it. Number one, one, first, God's glory. We might say, His. After this man, therefore pray, for son, our Father which are in heaven, power. It starts with a power of God. It is a, it is a clear knock against any self-certainty. Everything from this point forward is the for God's glory, 100% anything that God does in my life, I want God to get the to Now notice the translators use the word holy. In interesting. They could use the word holy because it's actually the same word. They could use the word sanctified because it's really the same word. But for some reason, they chose the word "power." It's an interesting phrase. It's beautiful. It has a, a lovely shape to it. I think that's maybe why they used it. They said, look, when it comes to engaging with us, let's begin with this great sense of reverence and awe of who for the home. Yes, he is your heavenly father, that Hebrew word is your He is your Abba or daddy, but you know, don't ever just take for granted who That is not so much of a petition as it is an expression of awe. A good uh, reminder to begin every prayer with praise. Focusing on the greatness of God is our first step. I think it includes a spirit of gratitude, but I think more importantly, I think it's a spirit of thankfulness. Jesus, Jesus the Son of God, time out for prayer. If you think about all the time we find Peter Court in the life of Christ, it's amazing. You know, he only has three years of public ministry, and yet he much of it in private of well, prayer is so vital to the successful Christian life. And Jesus always prayed the Father before he gave a petition to the Father. Notice in Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew chapter 11, at the very heart of the Christ on earth. He was speaking to this group about the great gospel. He was speaking about the fact that he was the Messiah. He said, John the Baptist is a man of God. He was going through all these things, and then all of a sudden, he stopped to pray. And so he, he's speaking, and then he stops and begins to pray. And in his prayer, he gives this, this wonderful prayer. Look at verse 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, So he starts off his prayer. I thank thee, O oh Father. He gives us the same thing. He begins with God as his Father. Oh, aren't we glad that we have a Father to go to? But then he proclaims very quickly two things about God. He said, He is Lord. He is, he is absolutely magnificent. He is all-knowing. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He's everywhere at once. Here in a quick way, he tells everybody how great the Lord. And he says, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the free. The field of the day. How quickly and how carelessly by contrast we Jump into oftentimes memorized phrases or personal to hastily spoken in the morning, then send goodbye to God for the rest of the day. I think our Lord left us with a great example here. Begin with adoration. Number two, then I think this prayer is referring to death. Praying, Hallowed be thy name, is all of our thoughts, all of our desires, all of our hopes. All of everything we desire, the end of the matter is the glory of God. How unlike the fake religion of the day, they were blowing trumpets, ringing bells, saying, look at me. Jesus said, it's not about me, it's about God. The main concern is about God. Hallow it be, God. Look at this. Hallow it be, thy name. Not my name. I'm not praying so that I can be seen as a good player. I'm not praying so that I could scratch it off my notepad for the day. I want you to get glory. When God gets glory, anything God could meet my needs and that is oh, that was the He could give me everything I ever So why does he set up this plan of communication? Because God wants us to do it the right way, He wants to start by praising. That's one of the reasons why, in a public service, we have all this wonderful music. It's a form of praising God. It's a form of saying, "Hallelujah, name. Now, I'm here. We are not making God hallelujah by our church. He's already holy, regardless of what we do or we'll say. It's just seeing it. Him as holy. He always acts according to his holy nature. And I have nothing to do with that. God is holy. It is really just simply saying, God, I know you're holy, and I ask you this, to act in accordance with your holiness. Therefore, obviously, I certainly couldn't ask anything from God that wasn't holy, that wasn't good. There are two key paths, I think, that it takes to get to this point and one I believe is the truth. The of the Lord is to reveal the Lord. It is a sense of awe and wonder of God. It is to live with a constant awareness of the existence of God in that wonderful christ considered New Testament book of Hebrews. In chapter 11, the, the great boo uh, of the New Testament Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, He tell us to God, if you're going to pray, if you're going to connect with God, you must believe that He is. Yes, I think it's believing that there's actually a God, that He's a real entity. And certainly that energizes our sense to go to But I think really what that is meaning you Hebrews us 6 is not simply that there's a God. I think really as believers, I think we're past that, right? I mean, we, we got that. I think what that is saying is, do you believe he is what the Bible says he is? Do you believe he is who the Bible says he is? That's why we're saying, how do we be? Oh, you name. saying. That's certainly what the great Old Testament, King David, said. Psalm chapter 16, verse 8 I have set the Lord always. Always. I see God everywhere in everything I do. For the most part, our thoughts of God are at death. I think you would agree with me here. Sometimes they're very intense. We think about the Lord, maybe just the ancient psalm, and you know, if you were like me, I would, no matter how many times I've heard that story, I still get that great sacrifice of our Lord. And then we'll, a few hours later, we're yelling at somebody, you know, bad or bitter. We're upset. I mean, I thought that God's maybe going to dig, waving through. Sometimes we think about God a lot. we don't think about Him at all. We forget God. Well, we all forget According to the researcher Karen Foldoff, everybody gets sick. There are six things that people forget most. Number six. Forget, 42% would say that. 49% say they forget 5, what was said. Words, 52%. Telephone numbers, must have been a couple years ago before I lost it. 57%. And then where something is, 60% of the people forget what they thought. Well, in my case, that's a I'll tell you that. Thank God for a, a good wife who doesn't really find those things. But number one thing that we all forget are names, say, watching, 83% of people say, oh, that's really how God's name is to constantly you We, know? not like the 80% who forget things, but we always remember to think of God who is in every daily word, in every daily act. to see God everywhere. Do we see God in everything? That's really what we're saying here is that we are sensing God as he is in you in every part of our life. Unfortunately, some people see God in little extreme way in everything. Maybe they see God in a stained glass with a red or maybe a beautiful painting of Jesus, but some people actually see God on their dinner way in her toast, actually. Linda Lowe from Lake Bowen, South Carolina, said she saw Jesus on her toast. She Jesus on there and on, but she So she wasn't scared in a bite that toast for her. In Miami, a lady this is unbelievable. She saw the Virgin Mary. She saw her on her guilty and uh, ended up selling that sandwich for $28,000. Folks, I have a better way than seeing Jesus on my toast when my grilled cheese sandwich. Simply pray every day, Lord, I hallow your name. I recognize you in every part of my life. I recognize your existence and your life to be in every part of my life. Kitchen, every area of my house. You have that. Number two, he is excellence, or belief in his excellence. Wrong thoughts about ourselves, wrong thoughts about others are not powering God's Constantly dwelling on things that I should have said, should have done, or constantly re-acting, reliving circumstances over and over again, dwelling on mistakes, recalling sorrows and heartaches like a broken record. Oh, that is not hallowing God's name. God wants me to be comfortable thinking. This is right thing. It is start dwelling on the things of God. I think one of the most powerful ways to hallow God is to think of his name, And that's the effect of what Hallow it be thy name. His name is the three years. That's why God gave us so many names and titles of the Over 300 names of God the Old and the New Testament, each one with a different scriptural passage. And so, I pray to the one who is merciful, oh, merciful one. You know, if I want to be happy, I go to find somebody who's the so happy guy. If I want to, you know, have someone lift some furniture, I go to the store. Oh, well. God is all of us at once, he's the happy one, he's the strong one. Get to know his name, God, listen with his name. This is one of the, 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 the decades ago that I went through with the kids. prayer, Psalm chapter 17, verse 3, desires it so much for us. And this is life eternal. This is, this is eternity in your spirit. This is, this is that wonderful life inside of your heart that they might know you the only true God. Oh, how much better for me Maybe you've met a famous person in your life. Maybe you've actually spoken to a famous person for a little while, and it was maybe fun, leading moment, but it didn't express it Spending time with God is absolutely revolutionary. And so when I'm saying, hallowed be thy name, it is for God's glory. It is saying, I'm just going to spend a little bit of time think it's about how great you are through your name, your word, how it be. We start with grace. Number two, it is for God's kingdom, His program. I am here to live for your kingdom, verse 10, God, kingdom. What an incredible thing. Three simple words. in both the Greek, three simple words in the English. And yet, it opens up something so amazingly big. It's just a phenomenal. Three word prayer: Die, Kingdom, Come. It's about placing Jesus at His rightful place as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the star of the show, and He is the main character. like is about His program. Otherly. In Psalm chapter three. It's an incredible Psalm. Remember, now all the Psalms are Psalms. Some sung in a minor key, some with great lips of praise, others just with meditative clarity. Psalm chapter 2 is one of the most quoted Psalms in the New Testament. It's about the Messiah. And as you begin to read through Psalm chapter 2, and David is talking about his ability or his the promise that God gave him to be on the throne of this Israel. But if you begin to read the language, you're like, this is a statement for sure. And yes, it in it fact exactly is. Psalm 2, verse 6, Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Well, that's the Zion. That's the it's good, but it's a heavenly Zion that God is referring to here. Verse 7: I will declare the decree, the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begun. Ask of me, and I will give thee the kingdom of thy inheritance. I don't want to punch your you. God the Father is going to give all the kingdom of this world to Jesus Christ. It's not going to be too long until Jesus is president of America. It's not going to be too long until Jesus is president of the it's, to it's, to it's not going to be too long until Jesus is president of America. Hallelujah, I'm waiting for that day. But anyway, I'll tell you, until that wonderful doctrinal event known as the second coming and the thousand-year kingdom reign of Christ, we simply pray and believe and thank God that his kingdom shows up on us. Now, it's not that Worldwide kingdom that we're looking for. But we find snippets of the kingdom. Where? We find it in us. In our life has this incredible intimacy both in their own lives and towards God. A tremendous king for Jesus. We see the kingdom of God in a Christ built family. We see the kingdom of God in a church that honors Jesus and believes the word of God. These are kingdom places. These are little moments of where the prayer, Thy kingdom comes. Oh God, bring your kingdom into this place, and bring your kingdom into my marriage, and bring your kingdom into my home, bring your kingdom into my finances, and oh God, bring your kingdom. Thy kingdom come. This is a transforming. For because it is saying it's not about me anymore. It's about you. Being a baby is all about the, baby. the babies. We love them. But you know how they are. They have no community spirit at all. It's all about them. Paul used that same illustration for verse fourteen. He clarified: Yes, there's some good things about babies, but there's terrible things. Look at verse. Corinthians 14, verse 20, brethren, be not children in understanding. Don't be someone who doesn't have any education. It's about themselves How be it? balance but in understanding, be men. In the society the self is self centered organization. And so people have these little kingdoms. People have the kingdom, their kingdom. It might be their house. It might be their little piece, you know, don't touch my house, don't touch my yard, don't touch my lawn, don't, you know, don't touch nothing around my, I'm, this is my kingdom, and I have a boat around my house, this is my kingdom, this is my job, this is my retirement, this is my vacation, this is my whatever, we all have our little kingdom. Jesus said, don't live for your kingdom. Hey, it's all right to have all of things, all of those things. But my kingdom is about your kingdom. Lord, it's about my kingdom. It's the relinquishing of the rule of my own life and saying, God, take control of everything in my life. It's no longer what I want to do on Sunday. It's what God wants me to do on Sunday. It's no longer what I want to do with my money. It's what God wants me to do with you. No longer what I want to do with my plans for my life, it's with God. Friends, this morning, the American kingdom that we so know in years is changing. The American kingdom, the kingdom of this world are changing. The democracy, the Christian values, is in trouble today. I've never seen it like this today. Blatant crime everywhere. There's not a neighborhood, that hardly, that she can get away from. Some public school districts are pushing radical, immoral attendance, even sexual attendance on even school kindergarten It is so greedy. If you're at the home church, we are doing our best. We're trying our hardest, praying that somehow to stem the time. I want you to know something this In spite of all the happened, the kingdom of the world, the kingdoms of America, there is one kingdom that will never be touched, and that is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It is never touched. Now, the sad reality is, this morning, our country is an ever increasing humanistic, socialistic country. And according to Solomon, Proverbs 14, verse 34, handwritings on the wall, righteousness exalts the nation. Is to you know that we are on the back side of the week. I will tell you, you can take my clothes, take my car. you can take my freedom to worship God in person. You can even take my freedom to breathe freely. But I announce to you loud and clear, they cannot and they will not ever take away my freedom to love my God. Ever. And I'll take away my freedom to love my wife, her ability to love me, and my freedom to love my children, or to love you, God's people. Folks, nobody can touch God's kingdom, because his kingdom reigns His name. When I'm concerned about him, I'm concerned about his kingdom. Jesus said, repent, and the kingdom of heaven Look what he said in Luke chapter 4, verse 42. He said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God. That's what I'm sent for. I preach the kingdom of God. What is this kingdom? The procurator, Pilate, said, what kingdom are you talking about? John chapter 18, verse 36 says, my kingdom is not of this world. You don't understand because you don't see my kingdom is not the kingdom of this world. Psalm 145, verse 13, said that kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Psalm 103, verse 19, the Lord rules over all. And there is coming a day when Jesus will rule over all today. There uh, are places. There are he does. To pray thy kingdom is, first of all, to pray for this program, salvation. And I want to pray for salvation. take the prayer of an angels. It is praying that God would speak to the hearts of people, it is praying that people would be respected to the gospel. It is praying that the word would get out. It is a prayer of salvation. Really, when we pray, thy came and come, it's an evangelistic prayer. God, bring your kingdom. And so, I'm going to pray for lost people to be saved. How do I do that? God, raise somebody up to give them the gospel. Make them open. Bring circumstances into their lives to make them holy. God, Give me a desire to tell others, to tell the world that I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed to bear his name. I'll tell the world that I'm a Christian. I'll take him with me anywhere. It is number one, a prayer of salvation. It is number two, a prayer of anticipation. Kingdom praying is praying with anticipation that one day Jesus is going to come. He is going to break the heavens wide open. He's going to plant his feet on that Sound of all it. Jesus is coming. It is preparing for the second coming. It is exactly in line with what John says in Revelation 22, verse 20. He kept surviving. He things surely I come quickly. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. That is what's praying for the kingdom. It is praying for salvation. It is praying for the coming of Christ, for his glory, his praise, for his kingdom his focus, and then the final request, for God's will. Number three, for God's will, his will, thy order. thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in Let's gather our minds here. We start by saying, God, I thank you for the loving relationship you have, I have with you, that you're my heavenly Father. I wouldn't go to anybody else for these things, but you're my dad. And so I ask you for these things. I come following you. You are, I, I stand in awe of you, God, of who you are and all that you do. And this morning, Lord, I pray I kingdom come in my life, in the world around me, God, saying the lost. So notice how we're praying, we're praising God, we're Saying, I'll join you in your program, I live for your program, like Jesus said, it's all about the program of God, and then finally, it's not only about His program, it's about priorities. My will be done in earth as it is heaven. It's a prayer for submission to God's prayer. Something like this would like to be a most simple rendering yeah, to have to pray, your will, as revealed in scripture, let it happen. Let it happen quickly. there may be a way to say that. Your will, as revealed let it happen. Let it happen immediately Do what's in your heart to be done in the world. I think David captured the best sentiment in Psalm chapter 40, 14, when he said, I to do what." Oh, my God. He said, I delight to do the will of God, and by the grace of God, yes, that's exactly what I'll do this. Now, there is a right way to speak, God. Is will, but it's a wrong way. There are two wrong ways that we often see when we pray, thy will be done. Because sometimes when we're praying, thy will be done, it's a, first of all, an attitude of Jesus. Maybe it's a loss of something, or someone that's close to us broken open love. or something we've lost in our life. It's, really, it's just almost seeing God as some sort of a cosmic bullet. All right, whatever. This bitterest God is taking everything I a of love of his life. But it's a tragic, It's sinful lack of understanding about God. Did you know that the smallest place in the Bible is Jesus' world? That's the biggest person. God does he care about many folks. He, well, he cares about those we love, those things that we lose. And so when we pray here, we're saying, I will be done, we're not to pray in bitterness, we to pray in great sense of respect for who God is. Not only sometimes we pray bitterness, I think sometimes we pray inappropriate. <laughs> I will be done, just simply saying, is I mean, really, what's the reason? For being? Sort of a sense of pointless, apathetic, what's the reason for doing Folks, we start out our day like that, it just will suck out any kind of energy to extend God's kingdom. God wants us to be full of joy, he wants us to be full of excitement, power, make a difference in this world. We can't do that if we're bitter or if we're saying, Lord, I didn't believe your will, too. I pray for your will. I seek your will. I ask for your will. Not my will. Lord. Not what I would want, but your will. I seek your will, Lord. Now, some people are weird. They are so weird. They feel like, well, whatever God is, he is.
1: whatever happens,
0: happens. Yeah. I guess it was God's will. I mean, They'll take anything even evil, and crazy, and say, passively, thank God. That means whatever God wants, that's what's going to be done. Hope that is a misunderstanding of the In fact, some people go as far as to say, if people go to hell, it's God's will. hope I can tell you unequivocally, that is absolutely false. God is not willing that any should perish. God is not willing that any should perish. You say, but Pastor, don't people perish? Yes, they do. Sadly, all the time. You say, well, then God's will is not being done. No. God's will is done in. Yes. It's not always done on purpose. Because God allows something doesn't mean it's an expression of His will. It's just an expression of his faith that he allows people a free will. Oh, that's what we're talking about here is coming in line with God's will. It may not happen, or it may happen, but I don't have to give up praying for it because I know what it's like. I know the right thing. I know the godly thing. I know the Bible thing. And so with that in mind, I don't have to be fasted in my prayers. I can be bold in my prayers. Leaving it with God, that's how it all that out. That's God's do. as God's, view. sometimes it's his permitted will. God is able to do all that he wants to so do. I think one of the best examples of this is to see that amazing film, Luke chapter 18, about the dear widow. That widow who had been. So desperately wrong. He makes every one of us who have been wronged by our own flesh, and we have been wronged by this world, and we have been wronged by the devil himself. And the judgment. Who represents all that is good, yet this does even one only gives The story was between God. Jesus came to accept that unjust situation. he persisted with the great He persisted that which is good and holy. He persisted praying the will of God. We are not to be passive. We are not to be bitter. We are not to be whatever. No. We are to keep, we are to know the will of God. That's why we read the Read the Word, stay in church, listen them, study the Word of God, so that we know the will of God, we can pray the will of God. Then, when we pray, we don't have to accept evil. Well, I guess it was with God's will they break up? No! It is just God's will they die and go to hell? No! It's not God's will! It is God's will that righteousness is done. It is God's will that the Word of God be honored and glorified and be. That is what we're supposed to pray for. 2,000 years, God's people have been praying for the kingdom of God. We have been praying to resist evil and for the will of God. We have been praying, oh God, hallowed be thy Thy kingdom come, thy will be. And it all begins by a right relationship with Part of God, I know I care. I accept you. I, Lord, accept Savior. When we begin that relationship, we now have a heavenly bond. We can come with this new relationship. Then we can start, I think, at all times. I want to stop for a few moments and just say, Lord, I'm so grateful for you. This morning, about 4 a.m., I'm sitting there in a the chair. I'm trying to get to the lecture early. I was just uh, enjoying the ice cup of coffee and the the I you know, began to just pray. So, so good. And praise Just when he was. But his name was called out to him. You know, that is the way to begin your day. And then saying, Lord, thy kingdom Lord, I want to live for your kingdom today. Lord, it's not about what I want to do. Right? God, I want your kingdom. I was praying over doctors, praying over Motai, praying over the summer teams down there, praying for all my children, I'm praying for many of you that are sitting here this morning. Some of you that I saw walking in, I said, Yes, Lord, yes. Yeah. I prayed for this. Thank you, Lord, that I live on the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I humbly bow to your will. I choose not to do anything this time. What if I do? I pray you'll convince me for what I want to do to you. That, kind of, that kind of concept of prayer will absolutely. Be. It's we hope you enjoyed listening to the preaching and teaching from God's Word today. You can get more information about our church and about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ at www.thehomechurch.net. From all of us here at The Home Church in Lodi, California, thank you for joining us.